0: Hello there, and welcome to FM On Demand with Tara Fitzpatrick, the podcast of Food Management Magazine. I'm your host, Tara Fitzpatrick, and today we have a really good conversation with a chef, dietitian, consultant, cookbook author. Her name is Abby Gelman, and she recently presented at the UMass Conference, where they have a track for dietitians now. So something kind of new, it's very chef-centric. Conference, obviously, but dietitians attend too. And they're just with some really good stuff for them there this year. And we are attempting to give you a little bit of that at home. Um sometimes, and if you are a dietitian um or a chef, sometimes it seems there has been kind of there's a little bit of back and forth between like the dietitians want it to be healthy and the chefs want it to be delicious. But I think they both kind of want both things, and working together is obviously what makes a good college dining team. So, Abby has got really good perspective on this. Um, her life is very interesting. We learned a little bit about um, just how she got started in this, and she's got some great information about plant based and plant forward, and also the way that you frame those conversations. And I noticed that we have something in common we're both single moms to teenage daughters, and both of are a little bit picky eaters so that's as you guys know me that's one of my favorite things to talk about it's a code I'm always trying to crack so getting a little bit closer every day so thank you for listening please enjoy welcome Abby thank you so much for being here today thanks so much for having me Yeah, I'm excited to do a little bit of a recap about the UMass Chefs Conference. You gave a very interesting thing there this year. And I think it was the first year that I I had not been back in in a while, but it was the first year I noticed there was a separate track for dietitians and for chefs. So I wondered if you could talk a little bit about that and how you, you met the great Ken Tung and the whole, the way that they, they put so much thought into this conference. It's, it's amazing.
1: Yeah, it is amazing. Um, So they have always had, or at least the last um, several years, they've always had a nutrition track, but never cooking. Mm. So I actually met Ken and the team probably 10 years ago. Um, I was not on my own yet. I work for myself mostly now, but um, at the time I was working for a company called SPE certified and we were hired by them um, to come in and kind of help add some healthy, delicious choices to their dining halls. So that was, it had to have been about 2013. Um, So I met the team then and worked with them um, at that point in time. And then many years later, I want to say it was 2019, um, the dietitians there asked me to come back and speak um, in the nutrition track and do some slides and, and mm-hmm. such then. So I kind of reunited with them mm-hmm. then. Nice. Um, and then obviously COVID. Um, so this year in 2023, when they were getting everything ready, they reached out again and asked me to come speak. And when I was talking to them about all the different things we could do, um, we kind of floated the idea of what about doing a workshop? You know, the dietitians had never done any hands-on cooking.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it's important, at least in my point of view, that health professionals, especially dietitians, know how to cook. So they said yes. And that was kind of how our full day workshop was born.
0: That's awesome. I think it's it's really nice to get a chance. And just like as a reporter going there, it's so intimidating to go into the kitchen when they're cooking. Like, and I, I almost kind of stay back because they're, they're very serious about it. I get in the way. Yes. I think the first year that I went, I was on a team and I, I let many people down and
1: <laughs> I'm sure you
0: did great, but I it's overwhelming why.
1: if you don't do that every That's day. The thing. It's like the other people do.
0: Yeah. I'm 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 a really good home cook, but I could never hack it in a professional kitchen. I always say that, but it's like so dietitians are sometimes the same way that's not their day-to-day realm they are not in the professional kitchen with the people so it's it's awesome that they had a chance to like be a little bit more hands on during this conference and you have you've worked with so many different um just people in different businesses and companies and you're the author of cookbooks. So this was specifically for college. So I wanted to think, and as for food management, that is one of our main pillars of the segments that we cover. Mm -hmm. And so when you are looking at college dining, like through that kind of like dietitian lens, like what, what were some things that you were thinking about, like, as you were preparing to kind of present to this, this crowd?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So I, kind of separated into four sections based on what I know about um campus and university dining and what um through our conversations seemed to be the most helpful
0: mm-hmm. or
1: some of the pain points, I guess mm-hmm. you could call them. So I divided it into four sections. So one was just basic culinary basics, kitchen essentials, kind of um recipes that would be um kind of more
0: universal. Mm-hmm. Um
1: then I the second part was plant-based and plant forward, which as I'm sure you know is a trend. It's still um, so it's going
0: strong, yeah.
1: Going strong, right? And I don't call plant-based or plant forward vegan. I feel like they're two different things. I agree. Um, yeah. But plant-based could be vegetarian, it could be vegan, but mm-hmm. it has, you know, majority plants whatever. Right. That. Mm -hmm. Um, so we had recipes for that and then I did allergy friendly recipes for the third section because there's so much around allergens especially now um, that we have to be aware of in the dining halls yeah and then the fourth part was late night dining which I mean I remember from when I was in college Mm -hmm. right like we ate sometimes at 10 p.m so
0: for sure uh, yes and we had like wagons there was like a a gyro <laughs> wagon maybe that i remember
1: <laughs> yep we had something uh-huh. called hot truck and yes, yes. it was like pizza um so how to add delicious flavorful meals with a little bit maybe of a healthier side um for that late night
0: dining part yep. so let's talk a little bit more about um just sort of the points that you hit with the class when because this this was a an extensive thing so tell yeah. us a little more like in depth about what what went on so we had 16
1: dietitians from different colleges and universities, and I split them into teams of two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there were four sections, as we just talked about. So each um, team had one recipe for each section. So we ended up with 16 recipes for the full day. So we we nice. were cooking for a full day yeah. um, and we really split it into um you know we would do one section and then we everyone would present their dish and we would kind of talk through and then taste it and eat and then clean up and then kind of go to the the next section. Um so it was really, really amazing. um as far as uh, kind of specifics within that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you want? I'm happy to cover. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, I I had a chance to actually look at some of the recipes that you were that you did, and they're all just very trendy. And <clears throat> you were using sausage style crumbles, so here's where the plant based part of it comes in. Yep. And the breakfast burrito sounded amazing. There was a black bean burger. What are yep. your thoughts? I did kind of want to ask just in general, like about veggie burgers. Like, what are sure. your thoughts? Because I I like it to be a little beany. I love beans um but it's it's a whole different thing than like analog meats where they're it's yeah. looking and acting like a hamburger but you you've been doing this for so long like what are what have your thoughts been kind of on the black bean burger like has it yeah. evolved and changed <laughs> So we did you're
1: right we did one um we worked with Morningstar Farms and we used the Chipotle black bean burger and for that like full recipe um I paired it with caramelized onions some apple slices some avocado a special like homemade zesty burger sauce that's almost like a ranch dressing um but we kind of took the black beans and made it into um you know a fuller dish but i love um the black bean burger from morning star farms because i prefer to see beans or lentils Mm -hmm. or those kind of items versus um the analog meats, I guess, is the way we can right. call it. Or, and I yeah, think a lot of just
0: people do too. More so. puree, just seeing that texture. Cause it's like, yes, I'm eating beans. I love beans for sure.
1: Yeah. And it tastes like beans um, to me, at least when I'm working with Um, consumers, Mm -hmm. I like to encourage them to get to know and be comfortable with the flavor of plants, right? So Mm -hmm. beans taste like beans, lentils taste like lentils, veggies, all of those things. So we want them to actually want to eat beans and lentils
0: and and plants,
1: right? So I prefer something like that Morningstar Farms black bean burger for that reason.
0: Yeah. And I I was thinking that there was like sort of, there was kind of a back and forth between like stealth health and and it's like everybody has like a black bean brownie. So it's like, I don't know, we don't need to make it into a brownie. We could just show that it that it is beans. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So and with the
1: stealth health, that's a really good point too. So I yeah. kind of um, like to do it twofold. So I like people to see the vegetables and see the plants so that mm-hmm. we're all aware that this is what they are and we're, mm-hmm. we're supposed mm-hmm. to eat them and they can mm-hmm. taste good. Um, But sometimes I also will hide beans or lentils or veggies or things also, especially with little little kids so not Mm -hmm. necessarily um, adults but so we also know they're still getting them. So they, they have it on the plate, maybe in two different ways. One that they don't realize is there and one that they, that they do realize is there.
0: Well, like I like that approach sort of like a little bit from each, like very, yeah. very balanced, definitely. And I'm, I'm so excited to check out some of your cookbooks. I just was looking at your website and I saw that you went to Cornell. How cool is did that? <laughs> I got to, I got to visit there. I myself, I wish I could say that I went there, but I did get to visit a while ago and it's just oh, such a cool place. And the it's the water pretty balls, right the, yeah. the gorgeous they as they say it's it's gorgeous like, it's gorgeous fun, yeah gorgeous, gorgeous. <laughs> so where did you grow up before that i grew up in
1: rochester so i am you were not too far away York, not too far away um and i worked in high school and a restaurant and at a hotel oh cool so i actually went to cornell i was in the school of hotel administration i was a hotelie so which is a big um, school there absolutely yeah 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 yeah. And then I switched to nutrition later. Um, But I did kind of food and beverage and finance and consulting and all of that before I became a dietitian.
0: Okay, so I, I would guess that that background definitely helps with everything that you're doing now, right?
1: Yeah, it does. And I have my own business. So the business background side of it definitely helped too,
0: for sure. For Sure. Yeah. Having your own business, that's, that's a business in and of itself in addition yeah. to doing the, <laughs> the thing that you're doing exactly. for sure. Exactly. So, Yeah, that is great. And I wanted to find out like trends that you are interested in things that you're looking at. Um, I know that like writing cookbooks is such a process and you're drawing from so many different like inspirations but I I kind of wanted to see like what are you looking ahead to what are you thinking that you you want to be finding out more about
1: um so I've been kind of playing around with different peppers like spicy peppers heat and all of that this year so far um I and I just went to the fancy food show and there were yeah. oh my goodness so many different products that were just different types of peppers and and spicy and um, some of it was liquid spice some of it was actual um different red pepper mixed spices and then fresh peppers so i've been having a good time playing around with those for oh sure. yeah
0: what about i've been hearing about aleppo peppers a little uh-huh. bit and yep that very popular anything yeah sometimes there becomes like a pepper of the moment that everybody it's like we want to try this one and for a while it was those green ones that were like charred and they would come at restaurants and they would tell you one of them is hot the rest of them i I can't think of what they're called for some reason (laughs) yes yes
1: Yes. writing
0: in to tell us what what those are called but i I know shishito peppers shishitos yes that's the one shishito peppers yes Mm -hmm. and that was such a good like i feel like that is that should continue. We should do and in maybe like more different varieties, but served in that yeah. same way where it's just like, here's the peppers, like how fun. And just recently there was a viral article that came out, um, kind of against burrata. Like they, it's, it said oh. a big blob of boring. I was like, oh no, like Ohio just found out about it. We're just,
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. and we can <laughs> jazz it up. You like these, <laughs> like burrata is a great base for so many other flavors and things to do with it. For
0: sure. for sure, for sure. And a little bit of like a, a sidebar or a left turn. I just wanted to get your kind of general opinions on because um, I'm working on a story about this and it's some colleges do it. Maybe I've seen it a little more in healthcare where where um, putting together meal kits for people kind of in the same vein as like HelloFresh or Blue Apron. I just wanted to see, like, do you think those are good or bad? Sometimes I do both of those. I do both HelloFresh and Blue Apron and they're really good. And it's good for somebody that doesn't know how to cook that well, which isn't me, but (laughs) my my little (laughs) brothers use them, but sometimes just like nutritionally, or do you feel like that's something, and especially for like our colleges and for hospitals, do you think it's a good thing for like business to put that out there?
1: Um, I haven't heard about it in colleges, but I like that as an idea, especially if kids are living off campus where they have. <laughs> That's a kid where
0: it situation. would come in. Yeah.
1: Um, there's a lot of talk lately about, you know, college kids not being able to afford food and housing and things like that. It's a
0: real thing. Yeah. Now they're
1: allowed to get SNAP benefits, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there's a way to give them meal kits or even just yeah. like pantry items or things that they can easily make, I'm yeah.
0: all for it. All yeah. for it. And
1: if there's a recipe or something to go with it, great. I feel like a lot of that age kids are a little more, um, open to cooking and a little more mm-hmm. interested in it versus some older generations but yeah
0: I think sometimes as once you get far enough in life and you kind of just keep telling yourself I can't cook I don't know how to cook it's like no but you can but it's almost like that that little extra step of having like here's all the ingredients that you need it's all together and I feel like that makes it like less intimidating for people to make their own stuff
1: Exactly. Exactly. And if you use something like, so I mean, we were just talking about Morning Star Farms. So if you use the black bean burger or those chorizo crumbles, they're frozen, right? So if you gave someone a meal kit with those two items, yeah. and then you know, here's a pepper, here's um, a can of black beans, here's some tortillas, mm-hmm. this is, and here's a thing of salsa. Like this is how you make your breakfast burrito, like easy done. Right. It was super quick. Or the same with the burger. Um, do it, you know, yeah. in small batches like that. I feel like it would be a really great idea.
0: Yeah, for sure. And um, I kind of wanted to see too, like, uh, the health benefits of different ingredients. Like when we hear sure. about, like, it's a superfood. It's like everything is kind of super. Like each, you know, each has their own. But um, yeah. What do you What do you think is the benefit of like really kind of letting people know about? this can, and peppers is a good example too, because like, even when people have arthritis or something, I think they even have creams that are like the capsaicin. So Mm -hmm. how do you kind of incorporate, um, letting people know, like, this is functional. This does this for you type thing. Yeah. So,
1: um, I know how, I mean, you obviously do, too. Media likes to label things superfoods (laughs) or try to zone (laughs) it on things. Um, I try to do it a little bit more broadly. So Mm -hmm. instead of focusing on kale, for example, I like to talk about leafy greens. So whether it's kale Mm -hmm. or collard greens or mustard greens or Swiss chard, whatever it is, we want to incorporate leafy greens. And here are some easy ways to do it. you may have heard people talking about eating a rainbow um, and that the purpose of that is just to kind of, it, essentially all the fruits and vegetables, all the different colors, we just wanna mm-hmm. incorporate any as many different colors throughout mm-hmm. our day or our week as possible. Right. So um, instead of saying, I'm gonna eat the same things every day, which can mm-hmm. happen. I feel like if you focus on those superfoods too much, um, but if you focus more on colors, so I'm going to eat something red and orange and green today, tomorrow, I'm going to eat something white and blue and purple or, you know, <laughs> yellow, whatever the case is, then maybe it's a banana or maybe it's zucchini or summer squash, but you're still getting the different colors, um, kind of throughout and they all give different, um, antioxidants like all the they, colors mean something different
0: yes that's what's something that's so cool about nature is that they yeah. like each one is an indicator of kind of like we have this and that exactly and then, exactly yeah, yeah just getting people to to try that and yeah. I also saw on your website you and me have something in common if, oh, if your website is up to date we've we yes. we both are single moms that have yes. a daughter who's a teenager and yeah, mine just turned 16 <laughs> oh my gosh okay mine is 14 yes And so I I wanted to just kind of get like, what are some things that you cook at home for just the two of you? Cause I will make something and it's enough for two people. We'll have leftovers. And of course I have older relatives who live in town and my parents and we, I make extra all the time, but I, I wondered what are some of this, what's some stuff that's been working really great for you at home?
1: We, I mean, she eats pretty well, but they're kids. So there are like picky streaks, right? Oh, yeah. mine, so mine we end picky, up doing, yeah. you know, every Tuesday is taco Tuesday, but it's just, you know, beans. I'll, I'll, um, do some of those, um, vegan trees or crumbles, or I'll do some ground Turkey or ground beef, um, and then cut up veggies and have a can of beans and all of that. And then we just make our own tacos every yes. Tuesday. Um, Her other favorite is sweet potatoes so I bake a lot of whole sweet potatoes and then roast um, like I'll roast broccoli or cauliflower and again with beans and cheese and
0: and all of that is another one of our big weekly meals. Oh yeah, I I think mine might be a little more picky than yours because that's like an amazing that's <laughs> a little more variety. She does love potatoes, not so much the sweet, but just regular like any that's and great too. Yeah, we were saying that her mafia name would be Indie Potatoes. She, <laughs> she just <laughs> loves the potatoes and just the little peewee ones. Like I, uh-huh. I roast those; those are those are good. You have I cut them first and then boil and then like rough them up. And stir them with like salt, rosemary, olive oil, and then put them on a sheet pan. Oh, and
1: then they get nice and crunchy. Very hot. Yep.
0: They get the crunchiness. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's been my way, but it does get a little monotonous sometimes (laughs) because she always wants it. And then artichokes too, is another one, which is kind of a weird one, one. but she really likes those. That's great. I usually find
1: that like the choose your own adventure things where so it might get monotonous for us You're right and I can kind of jazz up what I'm doing and you and can your person, you can you can add. It, it then it works a little
0: okay. yeah yeah very similar as to has she thought about like what she wants to be when she grows up or we're working through <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're working through we've kind of been able to identify something she definitely doesn't and we're gonna start yeah. doing college tours this year so I'm trying to have uh, get her to narrow it down a little yeah,
0: bit yeah I think it's it's probably better <laughs> not to know though because you're going to I don't know and I know mine's just starting her freshman year of high school but I know that it's oh, going to be here yeah. just as soon as ever and I, I don't know how people do that how, yeah. <laughs> right. how well, it, it, it will talk after <laughs> it when happens when we, I know when it's when like, years, like wow. I'll I'm... let you know
1: how it went
0: oh please absolutely yeah. please let me know <laughs> and <laughs> I wanted to also get, um, kind of like a sneak preview from you. Like, what do you have coming up this fall? Like some projects that you're working on or through the rest of the year travels?
1: Um, I'm let's see travel. Well, there's a big dietitian conference that happens every October. Um, this year is in Denver and it's the first year I can think of in a really long time that I'm not speaking at it so oh that'll be nice nice to kind of go and just be there just
0: be an attendee yes no butterfly zone no butterflies (laughs) no like worrying about yes I have to to present soon myself (laughs) and it is it's so lovely to go somewhere and be like I'm just
1: here just attending just to hang out I know it'll be nice Great. Um, and then right before that, I'm going on a soy farm tour in North Dakota, which I've never Ooh. gone on before. So that should be really interesting. I'm looking forward to that.
0: I love to go on farm tours. I have learned so mm-hmm. much on various yeah. things with you just, it's like, oh, so that's where, and then it's like, it's something that you, that you carry with you. Like the next yeah. time you see soy sauce, you'll be like, I know how that was made. Exactly. <laughs> I've seen that yeah. It's so important,
1: especially because there's so yeah. much mis- and misinformation out there. Yeah. Like, if you've seen it firsthand. You can say, well, it's actually done this way. And
0: People, you know. and well, I was guilty of this myself. And I just read recently, they were like, boy, that was debunked a long time ago. But sometime like in the fifties or something, some doctor said like, well, the soy has estrogen. So you can't, and it's like, no, yeah. it's like, not even the same kind that would yeah. cause any problems for you. So I was like, I still was hung up on that. So it's yeah, like, and
1: also how much you'd have to have so much, like right. the, you have to eat every day. Yeah. Is-
0: really many things like that. It's like, yeah. Yeah. And things, but it just takes like one article that was written in the fifties and it just reverberates for so long. Like you got to, we must get the truth out about the veggies. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. For sure. Well, I'm going to keep following up with you. I'm so glad to know you and I hope that we can collaborate on some stuff coming up. I'll let you know different stories I have and hopefully you can contribute some recipes and and your know-how. I'm so happy to meet you. Yeah, you you too. Reach out anytime.
1: I'm happy to, to help in any way that I can.
0: I will.